Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles. Today we're continuing with the last section in Chapter 4, Section 7. Creation and Communication Creation and Communication It is clear that while the content of any particular ego illusion does not matter, its correction is more helpful in a specific context. Ego illusions are quite specific, although the mind is naturally abstract. Part of the mind becomes concrete, however, when it splits. The concrete part believes in the ego because the ego depends on the concrete. The ego is the part of the mind that believes your existence is defined by separation. Yeah, it identifies itself with the body and my body is separate from your body. So, yeah, obviously, and those are very uh, concrete, specific devices that the ego uses to prove that the separation is real. Everything the ego perceives is a separate whole without the relationships that imply being. The ego is thus against communication, except insofar as it is utilized to establish separateness, rather than to abolish it. The communication system of the ego is based on its own thought system, as is everything else it dictates. Its communication is controlled by its need to protect itself, and it will disrupt communication when it experiences threat. This disruption is a reaction to a specific person or persons. The specificity of the ego's thinking then results in spurious generalizations, which is really not abstract at all. It merely responds in certain specific ways to everything it perceives as related. As what? As related. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think when you see the deeper meaning of that paragraph, it's it says the ego doesn't want communication other than that which maintains its separateness or you know, the me and the mine and the self-centeredness of the ego is maintained by communication mostly in special relationships, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll communicate with you as long as you uh, treat me special. Mm. But yeah. when you don't, then I don't want communication. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. In contrast, spirit reacts in the same way to everything it knows is true and does not respond at all to anything else nor does it make any attempt to establish what is true. It knows that what is true is everything that God created. Mm -hmm. It is in complete and direct communication with every aspect of creation because it is in complete and direct communication with its creator. This communication is the will of God. Creation and communication are synonymous. God created every mind by communicating his mind to it, thus establishing it forever as a channel for the reception of his mind and will. Ah, hello. (laughs) 
God created every mind by communicating his mind to it, thus establishing it forever as a channel for the receptivity of his mind and will. Since only beings of a like order can truly communicate, his creations naturally communicate with him and like him. This communication is perfectly abstract since its quality is universal in application and not subject to any judgment, any exception, or any alteration. God created you by this and for this. The mind can distort its function, but it cannot endow itself with functions it was not given. That is why the mind cannot totally lose the ability to communicate even though it may refuse to utilize it on behalf of being. Existence as Wait a minute. Is that the next paragraph? Yeah. Well, yeah what what so, do you think that said? Well, I don't understand. Creation and communication are synonymous. So God is giving us his, he's communicating his mind to us. Well, I think he's saying also that communication is a whole thing. It's like when you're truly communicating, you're communicating to the whole. There's no separate parts. So it's, he calls, he, he uses the word abstract, but I think when, when he uses that word, it means you're you're not communicating specifically to individual things you're communicating to the whole and what you're communicating is kind of peace and joy to the whole right mm. you're communicating those attributes that are holy and you're extending that to the whole universe you know it's it's a whole thing so what was that line? Communication and creation are the same? Yeah. So, well, what would creation be? Creation would be everything. It would be the whole cosmos, every atom of creation, you know? So communication and creation being the same would have to mean that your communication extends to the whole as well, right? Mm. If, if communication and creation were the same... Communication would have to be as big as creation. Mm. Creation's pretty big. Mm. I mean, when you think about it, it's like this universe and millions of universes we're not even aware of. So that would be the, and that would also be the Divine Mother, by the way. Mm. So, so he's saying communication and that are the same. So when you're in com true communication, it's it's almost like you're communing with the whole cosmos. I mean, it's a pretty big concept, but yeah. that's what he's saying there. Yeah, yeah. And it's not specific in that. Yes, you can communicate. I can communicate to you or Patty or any particular thing. But what I would be truly communicating would be my my peace, my joy, my love that I receive from this awareness of the whole creation. You know, if you really got that you were connected to the whole creation and there's no separation, that would bring you a lot of joy, don't you think? Yeah. What was that line, anger provokes separation, communication and separation? Wasn't that something in here? Yeah, it could be. Not in this section. Yeah. But. 
Existence mother. as well as being rests on communication. Existence, however, is specific in how, what, and with whom communication is judged to be worth undertaking. Being is completely without these distinctions. It is a state in which the mind is in communication with everything that is real. To whatever extent you permit this state to be curtailed, you are limiting your sense of your own reality, which becomes total only by recognizing all reality in the glorious context of its real relationship to you. This is your reality. Do not desecrate it or recoil from it. It is your real home, your real temple, and your real self. Well, okay, so again, it's like real communication um, gets you in touch with the whole, and existence is more specific, like, you know, you exist as Sandra, I exist as Marcus, Patty exists as Patty, but then we have to transcend that um, limitation in our communication with the whole, and then we become, you know, the Christ is he who relates to the cosmos. Mm. And in that communication, his true being is realized. Yes. He transcends existence as Jesus into being as the Christ. It's like a much higher and more broad identification. Yeah, it says God who encompasses all being creates beings who have everything individually but who want to share it to increase their joy. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing real can be increased by sharing. There it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was saying, uh, you know, to Marcus that um, I said to everybody in the Mantra Breed, you can bring a friend and if they're new, they can come for free hoping that they would enroll their friends, but they didn't. <laughs> so I was kind of like, what? I'm letting your friends come for free and you're not going to bring them anyway? So I didn't understand that, and I wanted them to get this point. Nothing real can be increased except by sharing, but I, I guess I didn't say that point. I just assumed they knew that, but they don't. That is why God created you. Divine abstraction takes joy in sharing. That is what creates creation means how what and to whom are irrelevant because real creation gives everything since it can create only like itself remember that in the kingdom there is no difference between having and being as there is in existence in the state of being the mind gives everything always gives if, everything what? always if you're in the, if you're in the state of being you're going to be giving yeah. Giving and giving. Well, that's why, you know, Tara Singh used to talk about the joy of service. Mm -hmm. And I think Babaji even said, you know, truth, simplicity, love, and service to humanity. Yeah. He called it karma yoga, but mm -hmm. it's the same thing. And, and it's kind of the final stage. It's like, well, when you, when you get that you are truth, love, and simplicity, you want to share it. And then in the sharing becomes your service, and then in the sharing is also your joy, mm -hmm. because that's true communication. Mm -hmm. You know, you're communicating to other members of the sonship or other 
brothers and sisters. And the more you do that, the more whole you realize you are. You know, it's like, so, so this action of sharing is quite important. The Bible repeatedly states that you should praise God. This hardly means that you should tell him how wonderful he is. He has no ego with which to accept such praise and no perception with which to judge it. But unless you take your part in the creation, his joy is not complete because yours is incomplete. And this he does know. He knows it is his own being and its experience of his son's experience. The constant going out of his love is blocked when his channels are closed and he is lonely when the minds he created do not communicate with him. Well, I think what that means is that um, you praise God by being happy yourself. Yeah. And um, he doesn't need you to say, oh, you're wonderful, God. You know, it's like it, it doesn't really mean anything. But if you're caught in depression, you're not praising God, you know? It's like, mm. so he is praised by your Happiness. Perfect happiness, yeah, that's good you idea. know, and like if you're in the state of perfect happiness, then you're you're with the will, you know, God's will for me is perfect happiness, mm-hmm. right? So you're with divine will when you're in a state of flow, when you're in a state of joy, when you're in a state of givingness, you know, that's all very holy, and that is the praise that God wants from you. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, well, you're the proof in the pudding, you know? It's like, you're the proof that this divine connection makes a difference. And if if you're really connected to the divine, you're going to be in those states of being. You know, it's like Esther Hicks says, your most important thing in life is to feel good. Well, I mean, taken on kind of surface level, that sounds a little trite. But then when you really look into it deeply... And you see, well, how many days do I feel not good, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm wasting my life in a kind of a not good feeling when your purpose in life is to have perfect happiness. Yeah. You know, and then that would be praising God. If you're in a state of perfect happiness, then that's the praise God wants from you. Yeah, that's a good point. Because then you're also going to share it. You can't help it. If you're in a state of perfect happiness you just exude that happiness and people get it and people see you know it's like oh wow i noticed you're much happier in hawaii than you were you know so so there's something that that you're doing right when you're happy and people notice it and they'll notice it automatically you don't have to really do anything they're just going to notice your different yeah, state of being. And that's praising God. God has kept your kingdom for you, but he cannot share his joy with you until you know it with your whole mind. That's what you're saying. Revelation is not enough because it is only communication from God. God does not need revelation returned to him, which would clearly be impossible for he does not but he does want it brought to others. This cannot be done with the actual actual revelation. It cannot. This cannot 
be done with the actual revelation, its content cannot be expressed because it is intensely personal to the mind that receives it. It can, however, be returned by that mind to other minds through the attitudes the knowledge from the revelation brings. Okay, so... Well, I mean, let's just say, you know, Patty's sitting in her barn with her horse and and she's realizing, wow, this was really good move, moving back here and why did I waste so much time like <laughs> not coming back here? But here I am and I'm certain now I'm supposed to be here. That's a kind of a revelation. Now, now that's hard to communicate to other people just how personal that is, you know? Like when you have that kind of aha and you know you're on the right track and, you know, that's kind of given to you and this immense joy comes into you. Like, you can't really communicate that experience directly to somebody else. However, the qualities in your life that are a result of that revelation, you can communicate to other people. So all of her interactions with people back home and the people that she knows here, they're going to be different because she's had that clarity from that, that gift of revelation, whatever that is, and it's specific to everybody because everybody's life has certain conditions that um, make that life particular you know so she's getting particular downloads about her life that are revelations and then that kind of has to be translated into you know specific ways she relates to people god is praised god is praised whenever any mind learns to be wholly helpful yeah this is impossible without being harmless because the two beliefs cannot coexist the truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos, so nothing can hurt them. Their helpfulness is their praise to God. That's a good line. And will and he will return their praise of him because they are like him and they can rejoice together. God goes out to them and through them and there is great joy throughout the kingdom. Every mind that is changed adds to this joy with its individual willingness to share it. The truly helpful are God's miracle workers who I direct until we are all united in the joy of the kingdom. I will direct you to whether you can be truly helpful and to whoever can follow my guidance through you. Well, yeah, that's that's back to service, yeah, you know. Right. Like, exactly. um, how, how much do we want right. to dedicate ourselves to being helpful. I'm here only to be truly helpful. There's a prayer yeah, that starts uh -huh. with that line. Mm -hmm. And I and I think that's also but it has to be natural, you know, it's like it's not about going out and being a do gooder. It's just about responding to situations in your life um, that come to your attention where somebody's in need and you help them meet a need. Yeah. Like we have this couple Patty's met them in Bali and they adopted this kid and um, and they're they're of very modest means and for years 
you know, I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if we could finance them coming to to Navaratri in India? And, you know, so that was kind of on my mind. But it was only this year where it kind of manifested because we were doing so well, um, you know, uh, financially mm -hmm. that it wasn't a stretch at all to just pay pay their way, pay the way of three people going to India, you know. Yeah. So we just did it. And now that seemed very helpful, but it was very natural. Mm -hmm. it, 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 there was a timing that was right, and the right timing came, and we recognized it, and we just moved right into it. Mm -hmm. And it was very natural. It wasn't something we, we like, you know, uh, struggled with or, yeah, yeah. or projected. And, and we also knew when it wasn't the right time. It wasn't, and plus the boy wasn't old enough mm -hmm. a couple of years ago to make that kind of a trip. So yeah. now he is. He's like totally self self maintained, you know. And and so it was the right timing. So things like that will present themselves in your life. Okay, I'd like to do lesson one forty today. Oh, would you now? Mm -hmm. What is lesson one forty? Pray well, tell. We've been working on salvation. Yeah. Only salvation can be said to cure. Oh, okay. All right. You want to include that as part of this, or yeah. do it separately as a as a separate um, podcast? No, I like to do it as part of this. Okay. All right. Let's go. Uh, only salvation can be said to cure. Cure is a word that cannot be applied to any remedy the world accepts as beneficial. What the world perceives as therapeutic is but what will make the body quote better. When it tries to heal the mind, it sees no separation from the body where it thinks the mind exists. It form, its forms of healing thus must be substitute, its forms of healing thus must substitute illusion for illusion. One belief in sickness takes another form, and so the patient now perceives himself as well. He is not healed. He merely had a dream that he was sick, and in the dream he found a magic formula to make him well. Yet he has not awakened from the dream, and so his mind remains exactly as it was before. That's what they're saying. If you take medication and you don't change your mind, it's, you're still the same problem, right? More or less. The, he has not seen the light that would awaken him and end the dream. What difference does the content of the dream make in reality? One either sleeps or wakens. There is nothing in between. Yeah, well, I think basically it's saying uh, we perceive sickness as something of the body mm -hmm. and not something that originates in the mind. And we treat most symptoms of the body with, you know, physical agents drugs, medication, um, yeah, and we never, or seldom do we look at the causes in the mind for the symptoms in the body. I only, think that's basically Yeah, what only salvation can be said to cure is the lesson. The happy dreams the Holy Spirit brings are different from the dreaming of the world, where one can merely dream he is awake. 
the dream's forgiveness lets the mind perceive do not induce another form of sleep so that the dreamer dreams another dream. His happy dreams are heralds of the dawn of truth upon the mind. They lead from sleep to awakening so that the dreams are gone. And thus they cure for all eternity. Yeah. Well, okay, here's the one. Atonement heals with certainty and cures all sickness. So That's, atonement would yeah. be uh, complete forgiveness. And atonement is the correction of all your wrong thinking. Yeah, so it's, and, it's talking about the dream. And it's talking about awakening from the dream. And then it's saying forgiveness is the means to awaken from the dream. And then it talks about atonement being the final cure but the atonement is just when you've forgiven everybody and everything you know atonement heals with certainty and cures all sickness I think people need to know that Yeah. for the mind for the mind which understands that sickness can be nothing but a dream is not deceived by forms the dream may take. Sickness where guilt is absent cannot come. Okay, so then... Okay, all sickness has so to then it, guilt. That, it, yeah, that's basically saying all sickness, even symptoms in the body, have some kind of guilt associated with them. Yeah. Atonement does not heal the sick, for that is not a cure. It takes away the guilt that makes the sickness possible. Oh, that's really interesting. Atonement takes away the guilt. And that is a cure, indeed. For sickness now is gone with nothing left to which it can return. Yeah, so that's why we keep telling people they have to handle their guilt. Peace be to you who have cured in God and not in idle dreams. For cure must come from holiness, and holiness cannot be found where sin is cherished. God abides in holy temples. He is barred where sin has entered. Yet there is no place where he is not, and therefore sin can have no home in which to hide from its beneficence. There is no place where holiness is not, and nowhere sin and sickness can abide. You know, and that's what I was looking at, you know, that I didn't think I had sin, you know, because I left a church and all that. But you have to go back five lifetimes to clear your religious dogma, you know, and you're probably a Catholic in many of those five lifetimes. And then the problem I got to was they told you you're born a sinner. Well, then I said to Marcus, if I'm born a sinner, I can never get over it. You know, so that was the interesting realization I had. Well, I'm just looking at a recent thing where I had this uh, chest lung infection and looking at, well, how did it come about? And I know I was I was angry when we had to stay in that airport for all those hours. I think it was like 12 hours. We had a layover and there was no place to go and no place to lie down. No place to. <laughs> you know, get a little room or something, and um, I got very activated about that. And then on top of it, I was very uncomfortable for 12 hours, you know, sitting in a chair, and then knowing very well that we'd have another 11-hour flight, 
So I think I let myself get um, pissed off and mm -hmm. kind of, you know, aggravated and, um, and you know, anger, it's like you think you're angry at a situation, but usually you feel guilty and all those other emotions come with it. And then I just made myself sick, just sitting there. <laughs> made myself sick with all these mental mm -hmm. conundrums, you know, that I was, I was sitting there kind of in the soup of my discontent, you know, and, and, it and, it, and it festered. And then it just went into my lungs. Well, it started as a sniffle, and I think I had the sniffles when I arrived, you know, in Hawaii. And then, and then it just sort of moved down and just took over. And then before you knew it, I was like, oh, I was gone, you know. And um, people don't realize that these conditions start in the mind. And I think that's the point this is yeah. really trying to make, mm -hmm. is that you can treat the symptom. And not to say uh, you shouldn't. Like, I really think the antibiotics I've taken in the last few days has actually helped me. But also, it's after a week of processing myself on all these thoughts, too. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was, I was doing that part and looking at that part. But I think this lesson, only salvation can be said to cure. Salvation is like getting your mind straight. Mm -hmm. And like, if you don't get your mind straight and you just treat your symptoms with with medications, you're most likely going to recreate it and not really clear right. it out of yourself, you know? And I had this realization that, you know, if we have anger in us from whatever, from lifetimes before, we're going to attract situations that make us angry. Yeah, like the... <laughs> Like the guy mowing the grass when we're trying to do a podcast. Yeah. You, know? I mean, you know, like, you know, if you have anger, you're going to attract. That's why we have to get over our anger because then we won't attract these situations that make yeah. us angry. Yeah. Okay, only salvation can be said to cure. This is the thought that cures. This is the thought that cures. Yeah, that only, thought. Only salvation can be said to cure. It does not make distinct. distinct among unrealities, nor does it seek to heal what is not sick, unmindful of where the need for healing is. There is no magic. It is merely <laughs> it is merely an appeal to truth which cannot fail to heal and heal forever. It is not a thought that judges an illusion by its size, its seeming gravity, or anything that is related to the form it takes. It merely focuses on what it is and knows that no illusions can be real. Okay, let us not try today to seek to cure what cannot suffer sickness. Healing must be sought, but where it is, and then applied to what is sick so that it can be cured. There is no remedy the world provides that can effect a change in anything. The mind that brings illusions to the truth is really changed. There is no change but this. For how can one illusion differ from another but in attributes that have no substance, no reality, no core, and nothing that is truly different? Well, you know, people heal themselves with medication, but then later on they get something else. 
they haven't healed it. Because you need to treat the cause. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could be an angry person with a condition, treat it with medication, and then remain an angry person after you've, you've, uh, you know, healed the symptom. So, so, but you're still an angry person, and and like, I think what this lesson is getting us to look like, look at, is the mental factors behind the conditions. Yeah. Today we seek to change our minds yeah. about the source mind. of sickness. And in the text, it even says, you know, that healing is of the mind, and you can use all these physical medications, but you're not going to heal the mind with them, so therefore the sickness is going to go on. Today we seek to change our minds about the source of sickness, for we seek a cure for all illusions, not another shift among them. We will try today to find the source of healing, which is our minds, because our Father placed it there. ourselves. It is as near to us as our own thoughts. So close it's impossible to lose. We need but seek it and it will be found. <laughs> we will not be misled today by what appears to us as sick. We go beyond appearances and reach the source of healing from which nothing is exempt. We will succeed to the extent to which we realize that there can never be Here there are no degrees and no beliefs that what does not exist is truer in some form than others. All of them are false and can be cured because they are not true. So, do we lay aside our amulets, charms, and medicines, chants, and the bits of magic in whatever form they take? We will be still and listen for the voice of healing which will cure all this as one, restoring saneness to the Son of God. No voice but this can cure. Today we hear a single voice which speaks to us of truth, where all illusions end and peace returns to the eternal quiet home of God. Only salvation can be said to cure. We waken hearing this and let him speak to us five minutes as the day begins, and end the day again five minutes. Preparation is to we can erase this again. To let our interfering thoughts be laid aside, not separately, but all of them. They are the same. We have no need to make them different and thus delay the time when we can hear our Father speak to us. We hear him now, we come to him today with nothing in our hands to which we cling, with lifted hearts and listening minds, we pray this prayer, only salvation can be said to cure, speak to us, Father, that we may be healed. And we will feel salvation cover us with soft protection and with peace so deep that no illusions can disturb our minds. This we will learn today, and we will say our prayer for healing hourly and take a minute as the hour strikes to hear the answer to our prayer be given to us. This is the day when healing comes. This is the day when separation ends and we remember who we are. 
Okay, every hour we're supposed to say only salvation can be said to hear. Speak to us, Father. Speak to us. Father, that we may be healed. That we may be healed. We're supposed to say that every hour. Well, let's try it and see what we get. <laughs> so what you get? Well, I, I get that maybe I need to say I accept salvation. If salvation is what's going to kill me, Forgiveness is my salvation. Forgive, I accept forgiveness. I accept salvation. I did that several times yesterday and on my way here today. Yeah. Forgiveness is my salvation. Yeah, right. <clears throat> well, I was I was kind of reviewing my whole predicament with this thing of getting this condition and uh, kind of reviewing what happened in in this Manila airport when we found out we couldn't find a place to sleep and and then we had to sit in this lounge what's the point well you know it was like when i said uh, speak to me father that i may be healed he was saying well you know, I was trying to help you, but you were still pissed off. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I couldn't help you with that. I mean, I was trying to make it as easy as possible. Um, and I gave you this lounge and, you know, you could watch Netflix and, you know, have food the whole time. And, and uh, it wasn't, I mean, you couldn't really call it uncomfortable. Um, but then you were so pissed off, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't help you with that part. And, and then you made yourself sick, so don't blame it on me. And, and like, I was sending you to Hawaii, for God's <laughs> sakes. What, how many people get to do that? And why would you be pissed off with that? in store you know kind of so i just saw how ridiculous it was well and, and then he got felt guilty so that just fueled it even more yeah then i felt guilty and then i felt like oh shit you know patty had us here and god i'm sick the whole time she must she must want to just get out of here and then you got guilty about being sick which made it worse yeah so that that's so, when I'm... so the point was um you know it's like Babaji was saying, I needed to bring this shit up in you because it was still in you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all right, if I'm going to prepare you for a, you know, wonderful 2024, you had to clear this shit before we mm-hmm. started. So, mm-hmm. so don't see it as something that... It, it had to happen. It was a necessary thing you had to go through mm-hmm. uh, in order. And what's the real lesson? that I'm not affected by the external. Yeah. You know, like, that's... You, you're you just... Okay, Manila Airport, it's a funky place, and it has no place to rest, and so what? Why should you be so affected by it? Mm-hmm. You know? And you got to get more like that, where you're in these situations that are kind of challenging. Just kind of go with the flow. But just go with the flow, and, and don't be affected by the external. Yeah. Because you still are, obviously. Because look what happened. <laughs> you know, you still are. And you didn't realize you were so affected by the external. But here it is. Mm-hmm. See it? 
And yeah, I get it. I surrender. I cry uncle, you know. And uh, so that was the lesson. And that's what I heard. And I forgive myself. And, and thank you for the lesson. That's a good lesson. Only yeah. salvation. Can be said to cure. And salvation and forgiveness are the same. Yeah. Yeah. And... Well, salvation is also accepting the atonement, which yeah. is perfect love. And, and that all sickness has some guilt, fear, or anger behind it. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, all right. God bless y'all. <laughs> that was a long one. Mm-hmm.